Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You think our grudge is about some car? What the hell are you talking about? When I was younger, I made a shady deal with him, and I paid for it. Who says that I'm making If you haven't, you will, because Forsman doesn't throw money around without getting something in return. He's gonna get money in return. Money is third on his list. The first two are getting back at people and getting control of people. Maybe you should have thought of that before you had Lewis cut me off from Giannopolis, because now I have no other choice. You always have a choice. Suits season four, episode four is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about leverage, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with podcasting's version of 1998 Lorenzo Lamas. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good, but now I'm really like Googling Lorenzo Lamas and trying to see if there's anything good I should be taking from this. Yes. Um, the Lorenzo Lamas uh, joke here was a random, random, random reference from Harvey. Why would Harvey be able to recognize Lorenzo Lamas specifically from 1998? <laughs> I think that he was probably just guessing the year of a 1998. Uh, but I guess Lorenzo Lamas, what, what was he famous for? Baywatch? I, you know what I, he's famous for for me is that he was one of the hosts from, at the same time, my Survivor season, some 20 years ago, he was on the panel for a little show called Are You Hot? And Are the show hot? was famous for, I think that the judges had like laser pointers. 
and they could be like, uh, you're hot, but what is this? Cellulite? Like, uh, what is what? this? Yeah. And he was, he was one of the judges. I believe it was on ABC. He was one of the what? judges of, are you hot? Are you hot? Yeah. How do I not know this existed? What Bring back the, rea- the, the RJB rewind. The reality. You think I won't? Rewind. Yes. You, you think I won't? I'm, I'm looking now. And yes. I, I, okay. First of all, yeah. The logo is bringing back uh, a memory that I might've suppressed. So I'm sure that I've seen this before, mm-hmm. but I need to know everything else okay. about this. Now, uh, this we'll do now. after suits. We'll do the, are you hot? Uh, official episode a day rewatch of that. But Chappelle, Oh, Boy, God, please. Okay, so let me just uh, pull back the curtain a little bit, okay? So we decided a couple of months ago, maybe, I don't mm. even know, maybe it was one month ago, I don't know, 45 <laughs> days ago. It's not been that long. Um, 50 days ago that we were going to start a Daily Suits rewatch podcast, and we were going to uh, podcast one episode of Suits a day. And then at some point, a couple of weeks ago, I realized, oh, I am going on tour for the podcast uh, for several days, and this is going to be an issue. But we said we didn't want to break the streak. Chappelle and I were traveling. We got a few days ahead on the recording, but we are pretty much back to live, live. And we're back from New York and from from the, 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 the site of Suits, Toronto, York. Uh, and my voice is a little worse for the wear, but we're here back together after seeing each other in person and Chappelle, I don't know about you. I heard from so many people that are listening along with us on the podcast. Oh man. Yeah. There were so many people who came up to me and said suits is my favorite podcast that y'all are doing. And I was like, what, how did that happen? This is RJP. It's known for so much stuff. And then like for suits to be the one, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I thrilled. I was thrilled listening to you. Yeah. But it really, it really touched me, Rob. Like the, the suits podcast of all things. It's so cool. Yeah, so okay, shout out to everybody who came along and said hello uh, in the New York live event. And so we're going to be pretty close to like the, the goal is to try to be as close to recording as possible so we can keep up with your feedback and everything uh, like that. But every once in a while, we might get a couple of days ahead of the pace of what you're listening to. But Chappelle, let's talk about season four, episode four, Leverage. Boy, I'm really not liking Mike Ross anymore. Oh, yeah. He's officially a villain in your eyes now, right? He is. And it's like, yeah, it's like his heart is in the right place. But it's like, for what? What what, what does he care about? Is it Walter Gillis? It's Walter Gillis. He's like, I, I made Mike a promise to Walter Gillis. So screw every other person I've ever met in my life. I'm Walter <laughs> Gillis, who doesn't even like me. I have to stay. I made a promise to Walter Gillis. Yeah, he's very principled. Um, yeah, he's, it, it is very weird, too, for Mike Ross. But I, we always say this. He's always on his high horse about the law and doing the right thing and all this other stuff when he's constantly breaking the law, hurting people's feelings, doing the wrong thing. But this Walter Gillis thing has him in the blender the most because he has told this man, I will save your company. And now he feels like it is his sworn duty before, like, to, like no matter what he does, like if it's the last thing he does. If he has to burn it all down, Chappelle, it's crazy that now he's in bed with like Eric Roberts now, who's uh, Charles Forceman, who's like a nemesis of of Harvey to the point where that Eric Roberts is like, oh, you got to do one thing for me. Put a poison pill in here to screw over Jonathan Sidwell. And Mike's like, well, 
gotta do it. I made a promise to Walter <laughs> Gillis. Like, Jonathan Sidwell came along and saved your life, okay? He rescued yeah. you from being a fraud, Mike. He gave you er this, this whole other life. Financially, you are set. You are, you, you know, you got, you went to, you did the thing, you got out of the casino, you were good to go, Mike. And no, he says, no, I got to screw this man over because I made a promise to Walter Gillis, who doesn't even like mm -hmm. me because I sold the weed. Because you sold the weed, you did the drugs. Mike is... Mike is completely dead ass wrong here. Uh, it, and it is what it is. Uh, Jonathan Sidwell plucked him out of the ghetto. I mean, this man was in the hood. He was like on his way to prison because he does not know. First, he does not know how to quit doing fraud. That is like his favorite sport, like fraud. He wakes up in the morning and thinks, how do I fraud things? And so he ends up going to work for Jonathan Sidwell. And now, given the opportunity to turn his back on Jonathan Sidwell, he's about to jump at it. And it's not about saving this company anymore. It's really not. This has come down to his ego versus Harvey. Mike Ross is so convinced that Harvey is just trying to beat him that he is willing to stop at nothing, including stomping all over Lewis Litt, Jonathan Sidwell, Harvey, whoever else he can he can get underneath his boot, he's going to step on because he wants to be able to win. I don't know why we keep trying to act like this is Mike Ross's whole like, oh, I just I love people so much. Just think about the company. Because it's really not. It's not about that. There's There are limits you can go to. Uh, in this episode, Harvey tells him, you always have a choice. Like, there's a line you can draw in the yep. sand and say, I will not do that. Thus, I will lose. And that's based off of my own incompetence. But he's like, no, there's a move. There's always a move, even if it is a despicable, low-down, dirty move. And Mike Ross is going to make all of them to ensure that he beats Harvey. And then, I got to say, also, Rachel, what the freaking hell... Now, uh -oh. this, I uh, know that really with this whole Logan Sanders, uh, will they, won't they with <laughs> Logan and Rachel? What the hell, Rachel? She does like a good affair. She does. We know this. Like she, she doesn't kinda, kiss him, but it's like. Might as well. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, might as well kiss him I don't at that think point. that I don't think that Mike isn't gonna lose his mind even more. Like he's Mike is being all crazy, and it's just the thought of Logan and Rachel. Yeah, and now she's giving him more to think about. And I and listen, I'll be kind to Rachel here because Rachel is doing her job. But at the same time, Rachel, you know what this looks like. You know that it's extremely probably unprofessional and also very disrespectful to, to Mike Ross for you to be getting this close with this man. Mm -hmm. Even if it's uh, seemingly on board, like on the level, it, it we know that it ain't. There's a moment here where uh, Rachel is asked to do some tasks for him, uh, for Logan. And Logan says, hey, go check out these five companies for me. She comes back and says, no, I did these other companies because they're better options for you. He looks at him and says, but this isn't what I asked you to do. And he even asked her, well, she asked him at some point, like, did you come up with this whole scam to to spend time with me, to give me a bunch of work so that we have to work together? And it, initially, he kind of leads her to believe that he did. But that's not the case. The board meeting was called by someone else in the company. Then they need him to answer some questions and they need this research done, um, you know, by him and Rachel. Now, the thing is, he asked Rachel point blank. Did you just come up with five bad companies that you knew I would reject because you know <laughs> because you know um, that maybe <laughs> that I would push you away? Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> how'd you know? Basically, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, 
Well, Rachel, you're so hell bent on making sure that you don't spend time with this man, like by you know doing these things. It does kind of make you think that maybe there is something more to their interactions uh, because he was not thinking along those lines. It seems it, his board meeting was called by someone else. Rachel, this was a you move. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's starting to look like the 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 line between personal and professional is yeah. blurred between them two. And- to the point of I don't turn. think Rachel's going to do anything. I don't think Rachel's going to leave no, Mike. I don't no, think Rachel's going to cheat on Mike. But it's just like, you know, really like letting this go on like a little, a little long uh, in terms of like what Mike is going to like. Mike is not equipped to handle this, Chappelle. No. And it's almost like her boss, you know, Rachel's boss, Harvey, or, you know, her, his boss, Jessica, one of them should have looked at Rachel Zane and said, you know, I bet there's like a conflict of interest here, mm-hmm. right? There's probably some reason why we wouldn't have the You girlfriend. should recuse yourself, Rachel. How hard would it be as someone's supervisor to say, hey, this one's not for you. Stand down. Um, and they don't. So I don't blame her. She's doing her job. She's doing what her people, her superiors asked her to do. Um, but... Someone should step in because this is going to get ugly yeah. before, you know, before long. And there's nothing we can do about it. Like the, the crash course uh, between, you know, the collision course, I guess, between Mike and 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 uh, this guy, Logan, it's bound to happen. And we're just watching it like a slow train wreck. Well, maybe for a normal person that they would be able to say that, OK, Rachel should be able to like, OK, step away from this case. But Harvey is not a normal human being where he's just like, OK, so you two like had sex and we're dating like why can't you work together that's i have sex with every single woman i ever come in contact with <laughs> what, right and we exactly. work together and it's fine we work together all the time just ask scotty yeah you know uh i think that yeah for harvey why would that he, be doesn't a problem? Really, he doesn't seem that tapped in at any point in this episode we we never see we never see harvey and rachel speak and mm-hmm. she is out here doing the work for Logan Sanders, the main client of the episode. And we never see Harvey check Well, he's in. distracted. He's working on something yeah. else. He is distracted. And this is not the time to do that because <laughs> Mike Ross and Rachel are about to get the uh, this professional life uh, tied up with the personal. Um, and I don't think there's any turning back once they do. Yeah, let's talk about what Harvey is distracted with. And so, okay, we've got Eric Woodall is back in the picture and now he is working at the SEC Chappelle, did I miss, was it in the episode where Harvey got Eric Woodall fired from his last job? (laughs) Uh, Did that happen? So what we were led to believe is that after the whole uh, situation where they detained, uh, they detained Harold and Mike at the end of last season, um, that, you know, eventually Harvey was going to come for him. He told him, he's like, hey. That what just happened? That was illegal, and we're gonna make sure you know about it because you saying, "Oh, that oh, this was a terrorism issue," and I'm invoking the Patriot Act and stuff like that. Now it's about to be your ass, Eric Woodall. And so, yeah, Eric Woodall is unemployed, and so he does not have the power of the jurisdiction mm-hmm. to come after Harvey like he wants to. But that happened off screen. That was like in between season three and season four. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But while while Mike was going to go start working at the investment, you know, as an investment banker. There was a little bit of a time jump, I think, between the two seasons. Like, I think that the first couple seasons, like it was basically like the next day. But like Mike is already set up at working at uh, Sidwell. Right. 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 So I think then maybe during that time. But I was like, when when did uh, when did Eric, uh, the investigator, get fired? 
Yeah, big fired. And so he has uh actually he's he's obviously has a grudge against Harvey. Already did to, to be quite honest, but now he's using his grudge against Harvey. Uh well, he's using uh his relationship with the SEC to to target Harvey as a part of this grudge. And so he is cool with a guy named Sean Cahill from the Justice Department, and they always look out for each other. It's a regular boys club there. And so uh yeah. They are coming after Harvey, and there's nothing Harvey can do about it because Eric Woodall doesn't even have a job. He doesn't work there, and so okay. he has to figure out a way to get uh, Sean Cahill off his back, but um, by, to get Eric Woodall off his back. Basically. Okay, so then now we're dealing with the Sean Cahill of it all, and we get a lot of uh, Jeff trying to try to handle this. Uh, are we are we calling him Jeff or are we calling him Malone? Jeff Malone? What, Jeff Malone. I think okay. you got to say the whole thing. It's like a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, so yeah, Rob, we do that Sean mostly Cahill. with Mike Ross. Yeah, uh, uh, someone in the uh, in the Facebook group had said that um, Harvey says Mike Ross, and it sounds like Mike Cross. And so now I can't unhear that when I say it either. Um, but yeah, it's Mike Cross and <laughs> Sheila's ass and Sean. Uh, what is uh, Sean Cahill? And I think Jeff Malone will all be full names people. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean Cahill, are you familiar with this actor uh, Neil McDonough? Um, no, should I be? What so do I know him from? Thing. I don't know, but he's always a villain in my mind. Mm-hmm. The moment this man comes on screen, I just see him as, I don't, I don't want to say as a bad guy, but I really think that he has like a villain face, you know? He's like, got a uh, punchable face. I don't know if it's punchable or what, but it just, you, he's you known just feel for, like you can trust it. Uh, Minority Report, Captain America. Uh-huh. He was also in a Boomtown. 2019 film directed by Josh Duhamel. Rob, do you? Would but, you have uh, to is, know? Is what he in Buddy Games? Is? He is in Buddy Games. Oh, maybe he's the villain. He played himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see what else that he would be in, but he's a guy. He's in everything, and he's a bad guy in everything. I listen. I'm sorry. It's the truth. He just is, and I, I'm sure. You know what? He was Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Look, there's a lot. He's in there's Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. He's probably a villain there. I'm just saying, the man gives me like villain vibes and I can't shake it. And so seeing him here, I kind of like him in this role because I think this is kind of stuff he should be doing. He's very much an evil guy in my eyes. And he plays this part well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... He uh, is going to be meeting with Jeff Malone and Jessica quite a bit. And Jeff Malone apparently misrepresented himself to some degree, Chappelle. What else is new at Pearson and whoever? Yeah, Pearson and blank. All Jeff Malone is is lie. (laughs) Yeah, all these people do is lie. Like, this is lie. Just Jeff Malone ain't stopped lying since the day he walked in the door. Lie and simp. Let's be very clear. The man is whipped. It is embarrassing. I haven't said this in a couple episodes. And I know some people, some of our esteemed associates, they're keeping count of this, Rob. But this man needs to stand up. Mm-hmm. Stand the hell up. You're doing all of this simping for what? You're not even good at your job. Right now, you're doing a poor, a poor job at keeping the SEC off of y'all's back. And it's embarrassing. And you're doing most of this to impress Jessica because you are in love with her and you want to have a relationship with her and you want to work with her. But she should be firing you probably on both accounts at this point because you're not that great for her job right now. You're not. And you're put, You're doing a lot of pushback. You're just lying straight. You lied to get the job. 
I don't know how much she's going to be able to tolerate in this relationship as well. Yeah. And this is so funny to me. Jeff Malone is trash. <laughs> and he keeps showing up with these like boomer movie picks. Unless it's just like, hey, like his move is like on the Netflix and chill is like, hey, let me put on a boring ass movie. Like, uh, Look, hey, Jessica, want to watch Raging Bull tonight? Hey, battle tested this guy is. You know mm -hmm. he's been in the trenches if he's pulled that move. Uh, and, and it does feel like something he would do because, again, all he does is lie. We found out that in this episode, he originally came to them and said, I'm about to get sent after you by the SEC, and I don't want to work for the SEC no more. And so if you give me a job, I'll be able to stop them from coming after you because I'm the guy who's coming after you. And so they say, okay, we'll deal with it, whatever. Well, now they find out, no, nah, he was getting fired and he had to jump ship anyway. And so he misrepresented himself, came to you, strong armed you basically like, you know, for the, uh, for the job and got the office and all kinds of stuff, like senior partner. This man has just scammed his way to the top. And like, to your point, it's very much the, the Pierce inspector way to just come in here, lying, misrepresenting yourself and scamming your way into success. So maybe he's found a home here at this law firm because I mean, it fits his whole MO. I want to bring Lewis into this because Lewis has an interesting storyline in this episode. So with Mike gone, you know, we've sort of had where Harvey and Lewis have like their relationship is blossoming to some degree. And so Lewis ends up being like dispatched to like stop Mike get this uh TRO removed, the student versus the master. Lewis uh, references the karate kid. Lewis usually doesn't know the movie references. This one he does know. Are you surprised, Chappelle? I wasn't surprised because who doesn't know the karate kid at the very minimum? Like, just like a baseline knowledge of the karate kid. It's not like he did a deep cut quote. He was just like, the student becomes a master. You're like, okay. Like, I mean, he was doing the, the crane pose. I mean, if you've seen a trailer for the Karate Kids, yeah, then you've seen those two things for sure. Um, and But Harvey seemed really kind of like, oh, you know the Karate Kid? Okay, this mm -hmm. is good. Maybe Lewis has been doing his homework. I mean, I've already told you, a lot of these references are blind spots for me. And so after this Suits rewatch, I expect, I expect to be a little bit more knowledgeable about all these references. Mm -hmm. But you've seen the Karate Kid. I've seen the Karate Kid, yeah. I've seen the, the first one, and I think I saw the Jaden Smith one as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no comment on either of those things. Uh, but I, I didn't watch Cobra Kai, you know, so, you know, that's not, I'm not that deep. People who are into Cobra Kai are really into Cobra Kai. Yeah, exactly, which is why I couldn't do it. Because I was mm -hmm. like, I don't need another obsession, but I also don't want to piss off the people who really, really care about it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that I might have to add Cobra Kai to the watch list of my, you know, my things for my references. I, look, I'm telling you, I need to be keeping a spreadsheet of all these things. Yeah, and Mike's got a lot going on coming into this meeting at the courthouse where that Mike has like uh, spent money on bought stocks on margin and basically really leverage the company. It looks like that Mike is going to get in trouble from Jonathan Sidwell. And he is like, my man, finally, you leverage the company. You're, you're thinking like an investment banker now. You, you had the boss to do it, kid. That's why that's what we I get want. down here. Yeah, that's what we get down here at uh, investment banking. You know, this is how we do it. We're the bad boys of banking. It's like, okay, we get it, mm -hmm. Jonathan Sidwell. Um, but he tells Mike, you got a week to fix this all. So I'm happy that you started this process, but wrap it up. And so uh, Mike is desperate at this point because if he doesn't figure it out, he's going to get fired. 
Okay. So he's heading into meeting Lewis in court and he congratulates Lewis on Sheila's ass's new engagement. And he says it's on the Harvard Facebook page. Now I will say, I, I don't know necessarily how Mike hacked Facebook. Like did he hack Sheila's ass's Facebook account? No, he said it was on the Harvard Facebook page. And so, so he, I, what, more than likely, he created a fake Harvard page. He Oh, he created a fake Harvard page. Oh, my God. That would His probably mind. be the easiest. Yes. I mean, that was the easiest. Did Lola get involved with. with this? Because it was on the real Harvard Facebook page. Kind of like hard to imagine that they would be posting like uh, Speedo pics with Sheila's ass. Like, hey, congratulations no. to Sheila and her new hot yeah. guy. Absolutely not. No reason why Lewis should have believed that this was a thing. You know, mm -hmm. there's just no reason. The moment he says like, oh, look, look at that one in the thong. I'm like, did you say on the Harvard Facebook page? Mm -hmm. OK, um, you know, maybe he was just saying that like Harvard had announced it on their Facebook page. But then Mike had like the screenshots from Sheila's ass's page or whatever the case may be. Regardless, the big lie here is that, you know, Lewis uh, is, you know, um, well, Sheila is engaged and now Lewis is sad about it, right? And so this is supposed to throw Lewis off his game. Lewis, who is no dummy, or at least you think so, uh, he immediately calls Mike as the, out as to like, you're doing this to throw me off my game and I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to fall for it. But after some light prodding, Mike is like, yeah, you are. You are going to fall for this because it's going to drive you crazy that some other man is all up in Sheila's business in a way that you haven't been. And I was like, wait, okay, okay, Mike. And so, um, so yeah, this works. Uh, Lewis uh, apparently gets up in front of the courthouse and he just nuts up and he doesn't say anything and uh, they lose. They don't get the TRO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I feel very bad for Lewis in this because that uh, we see this back and forth with Harvey uh, throughout the rest of the episode where Harvey comes in and, you know, it's shades of the episode from late in the game last season where uh, this is like uh, back to like the cat trial days of yes. like, OK, where Harvey is like, Lewis, you've been saying you want the ball. Well, you just scored a touchdown for the other team. And he's uh, like, uh, Lewis is like, yeah, I know. I know. And Harvey like blows up. He's like, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. You you blew it again. I'm tired of Again, this. I, I think Harvey deserves the litty just for this conversation. I think it's so funny because you could see the look in his eyes as like the light bulb goes off and he realizes that Lewis has been completely duped and that Lewis, after getting duped, did the dumbest thing ever. And so, yeah, Harvey is like, you could see like the rage building in his face. And he's like, shut the hell up. And he slams Lewis's laptop closed, even like he does it twice. Um, but I love it. I love it because he's not wrong. Lewis gets so emotional to the point where he just like, it's like once the emotion button gets pressed, he just does the dumbest things in the world. This is when Harvey reveals that this is a photoshopped photo of Lorenzo Lamas from 1998. And Lewis is like, oh, okay, yeah. My bad, Harvey. You know, oh, no, mm -hmm. no harm, no foul here. Like, no, Lewis is not okay. You're, you let cat letters and fake photos of 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 your fiance to to be or whatever throw you off so much to where you're ruining the cases that we have. Like, this, this is a business, sir. Like, can you please grow the hell up? So I'm sorry. I don't. I don't feel bad for Lewis at all. I, I feel bad that Mike is leveraging yeah, his friendship I guess like so. this. But Lewis is uh, becoming very incompetent. This is Harold. 
Yeah, I guess. Um, there's a conversation that happens later on. So then Lewis wants to get back at Mike, and he ends up that Lewis is trying to go to Tony G. Lewis cuts Tony him G. off at the pass, and that Tony G does not want to have anything to do with Mike. And then Lewis ends up throwing it in Mike's face about how these investment banking guys, they just want to, you know, get back at the people who screwed them over, which then I guess gives Mike the idea to go to one of Harvey's enemies to get the money. He had no allies, but Harvey has enemies, so he would go to one of Harvey's enemies. But then Lewis and Harvey have this conversation later on in the episode uh, towards the end. And so Harvey says, hey, Lewis, you did a good job. I want to like give you that compliment. And he's like, okay, well, I appreciate that. But there's something else I have to tell you. Mike got the idea from me to go to the Eric Roberts. And Harvey's like, what? And I thought he was going to say, no, that's, I mean, you can't blame yourself for that. I mean, you just said a thing, but it suits. Yeah. You know, people say, people say a thing and it's like, ah, Eureka. I mean, he did, he did look Mike Ross in the eye and say, the way to get to get investment bankers on your side is to tempt them with vengeance. That's what I did to get Tony G off, off your side. So why don't you, like, he just gave him the game plan. It's like, Lewis is a supervillain, but his monologue told Batman exactly what was going to happen yeah. and how he was going to, how he was going to get away with it all. And so then they were able to stop him. And so, yeah, Lewis has to admit this to Harvey. And now Harvey is just fed up. He's just like, I'm done, Lewis. What do you want from me? What yeah. do you want me to do? I'm sitting here trying to thank you. Donna has guilted me. Like, she's my conscience. She said, you got to go thank Lewis. I thanked you. And now this is what I get. But I just really love the back and forth between them and, and sort of just like the like the study of these two characters that Lewis, uh, he can see it. And he is like, he's like, you know what? He's like, you know, look, I'm emotional. I am who I am. You're cold. You're loved. I'm hated. Like it, it's it, he's frustrated. Like he's like uh, feels like, OK, I'm going to put myself out there. But then I'm also people are going to like hate me for that. And I don't know if Harvey is loved. He's loved by Lewis. I don't know if he's loved right? by uh, I mean, he's he's lusted for in short periods of time. <laughs> but we've also explored how Harvey is like a hated guy. He has no friends. Like Harvey has no friends except for the people he works with. And even mm -hmm. they don't like him all the time. Lewis is missing the point here. He also is very uh, blind to the fact that yeah, Harvey, who is so cold, showed up here to apologize to Lewis because although Donna had to point it out, Harvey does like Lewis as a person. He agreed to be his best man. And so Lewis is just missing the mark. What Lewis should really focus on is doing his job better. If Lewis maybe did his job better, Harvey would not be annoyed at him all the time because Harvey likes to win. If Lewis was helping Harvey win more, then there would be no issue here. But he is actively sabotaging them with these fits of emotion and rage that he has, you know, involving Sheila's ass and the damn cat. I just love getting to get a little bit more of the backstory about Lewis. He has all these idiosyncrasies and just to get sort of like a little bit of a reminder of that everything does come from a place where, I mean, Lewis can be cold about certain things. Like he is like super charged emotionally and he has such big feelings about things. That's really where a lot of his quirks and his weakness comes from. Yeah, and he's never going to let this go. He tells Mike, you know, I'm going to forget this. I mean, remember this until the, the day that I die, basically. Like, uh, mm -hmm. he's made an enemy in Lewis Lit, which sucks for Mike because we know that, you know, Mike's not the best at managing these things. He, you know, he obviously is taking this to a level of, you know, a personal level that a lot of them are not. 
Um, but he's just so caught up between a rock and a hard place when it comes to Harvey trying to beat him and the promise that he made to Walter Gillis and his ego. There's a lot going on. So he's making some uh, some moves that, you know, aren't necessarily most respectful. And Lewis just happens to be one of the victims of that. Now, Lewis does uh, have to go and make things right. But as we know, you know, he, he's not able to do that all the time, you know. And a lot of times he's making things right that he messed up. And so Harvey is just trying to manage his expectations for Lewis, who considers Harvey his best friend. You know, there was a that one line where he says, you know, Rachel, I lost the respect of my best friend. And I thought for a second, who? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Harvey. Harvey is his best friend, his best man as well. So, you know, um, this is tough to see, but Lewis got to step it up. I'm sorry. Uh, there's only so much incompetence Harvey's going to be able to live with. All right, Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in this episode? Lewis can't get it. Uh, I think we just outlined that Lewis and Mike Ross are not getting Liddy. This this feels like it might be a Harvey Liddy. Um, okay, do you have any objections to Harvey getting the Liddy here? Uh, I don't have any objections, but what what did Harvey do to deserve the Liddy? Uh, let's see. I mean, he, he apologized to Lewis. Uh, he apologized to Lewis. He didn't apologize to Lewis. He told Lewis he, that he did a good job, uh, and then he stormed he off again. Yes, but this time around, I think he really went back and showed some compassion to Lewis. You know, he was saying, like, Lewis, I wanted to tell you you did a good job because as your friend, I'm supposed to say that when you do a good job, even though Lewis is making it really, really hard for Harvey to congratulate him. I don't think there's any world where Harvey honestly should be saying, good job, Lewis, because Lewis is the one screwing this up. But I think it's a, a big growth moment for Harvey to just do the bare minimum and be nice to his friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if it's, if it's not him, then it is not Lewis. It's not Mike. It's not Rachel. Maybe it's Jessica. Is this a Jessica win? What did she do? Um... I mean, it doesn't like you know. We got nothing here, so that's why I was like, I think we can default to Harvey. Okay, all right, default Harvey Liddy for the episode. All right, yeah. uh, we talked about the Karate Kid. Uh, that also Harvey mentioned that he had hoped that uh, James Dolan had died and had left him the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, I said, like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at least we know officially where Harvey stands on his basketball team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe he just thinks he can make the the Knicks uh, the Knicks great again. You know, uh, maybe he's just like, just give me the keys and I can make us a winnable team. Um, but yeah, that was a good reference. Oh, one of the other things that we did uh, uh, we haven't really talked about is that Mike has a Donna. Yes. Her name is Amy. Yes. And uh, she got she kind of gets the seal of approval or the stamp of approval from our Donna. Yeah, she from the real from real Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Amy is a what? A, she's uh, Mike's assistant, but she's also in school to be a doctor of psychology. Uh, and she does not want to be an investment banker, even though she seems to know a lot about the business. Um, this woman says money bores her. And when she says she wants to be a doctor of psychology, I. I, it's very clear that that is the case. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. let me bring in a feedback question uh, that we got. And of course, you could send us your feedback questions every day at suitspodcast.com slash feedback. And we can take those. And uh, we are pretty much close to recording time. So if you're keeping up with the podcast, we love to get your questions. Lindsay writes in to say, Mike's secretary made a comment about getting poached by Epstein 
Is she talking about the millionaire child predator uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Because if so, yeesh, that didn't age well. The Epstein, you know, we got a, a few. Maybe it was quotes. Theo Epstein. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was Epstein, Epstein from family. Welcome Back, Cotter. Right, right. Someone from the Epstein family, but not the Epstein. She did. She did say that. Um, she told Mike that she was going to leave if he leaves. Right, like oh, you go, I go. But then she tells him, but it's not like I'm following you per se. I just, am, you know, heavily sought after as mm-hmm. a Donna type would be. And so, yeah, she would be going somewhere. Uh, I'm confident that she won't be working for that Epstein, though. No, I don't think so. I don't think she was on the plane or anything like that, uh, making appointments for him. Um, David Schwartz, who I got the chance to also uh, see in New York, uh, said, uh, what podcast would you record to tapes for your kids to search for someday? Other than this one, of course. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe like, the, is this the evolution strategy, the original masters. Maybe uh, my kids will be like looking for them one day. Yeah, it's like your your magnum opus or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, like oh yeah, this is my dad was a survivor. This is like his big survivor book that he has, and then someone's going to go and, and steal them, and then they're going to have to go get them back, and they apologize, they become friends all over again, very much like suits. Um, yeah, I don't think I want anybody ever like going back and really just like time capsuling my podcasting. I I, I want I would like to think that I've grown mm-hmm. in the years after this, and uh, that. Maybe some of the things or the the crude jokes that I make right now, I would look down upon as a like elder statesman. We can say, only you know, pray. We can only pray, right. but they don't they don't have a Chappelle. Let me just tell you, it doesn't they don't ever go away, and nobody ever forgets. <laughs> People do not forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe uh, yeah, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. It only only the good stuff. We'll keep our fingers to, crossed. Uh, to the kids. Yeah. All right. Anything else about uh, this episode? Leveraged. Uh, no, I, I like this episode a lot. Uh, we're bringing in that other new person with Fortsman and, you know, and his issue with Harvey uh, being, you know, that of just this personal vendetta he has. And he wants to do one of three things. Harvey says he wants to control people or, you know, uh, what is it? Control people, get revenge or make money. And so I'm like, oh, well, this is a decent villain. You know, somebody who's literally just out here to to wreck shop. And so I'm very excited to see what comes from Mike's partnership with Forceman moving forward. Okay. All right. Well, Chappelle, great to be back here in the studio with you here today to talk about this episode of Suits. Uh, Where could people keep up with you? People could tweet me at SuitsPod and let me know what you've been thinking about the episodes. You know, like I said, we're kind of back on schedule now. And so it'd be very fun to see what the people are thinking. Also, I've been giving shout outs on the Facebook page, SuitsPodcast.com slash Facebook, letting all our new associates know that y'all are welcome and asking for some feedback. So if I put you on the spot, if I tag you in something, you know, just give me a thumbs up or something like that. Tell tell us how you're enjoying the show and tell if you're enjoying the podcast or anything you else, uh, you want us to know uh, moving forward. But that's about it, Rob. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm at Rob Sisternino. We'll be back tomorrow with Season 4, Episode 5. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba.com. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 